Welcome to Bankless, where we explore the frontier of crypto gaming, just like we did last cycle. And now, two years later, we're starting to see some of the seeds of the crypto gaming thesis that were planted in 2021 start to bear fruit. This week on the Monday podcast, we had Vance Spencer and Michael Anderson reawaken the crypto gaming thesis. And today on the show, we've got a continuation in activity in the world of crypto gaming. Today, we're hosting two leaders from different corners of the crypto gaming ecosystem. Robbie Ferguson, who longtime Bankless listeners will be familiar with from Immutable, and new to the show, Marco Van Den Hovel from Merit Circle. And they've got an announcement. I'm sure you can put the puzzle pieces together. Merit Circle is announcing their migration from Avalanche to Immutable, which is built on the Polygon ZK EVM. What's Merit Circle? It's a DAO with a $100 million treasury. It's got a gaming tech stack, some games, some players, investors, a whole ecosystem really, deciding to join forces with Immutable so they can go further together. I'll save all the details for Robbie and Marco to explain themselves. A quick disclaimer before we get into the episode, Ryan and I are angel investors into Immutable. You can see all Bankless disclosures at bankless.com slash disclosures. And now let's get right into the episode with Robbie and Marco. But first, a moment to talk about some of these fantastic sponsors that make this show possible, especially Kraken, our preferred exchange for crypto in 2023 and 2024. If you do not have an account with Kraken, consider clicking the link in the show notes to getting started with Kraken today. Kraken knows crypto. We are all on the journey of building a better financial system and Kraken has been leading that charge for over a decade. Crypto is world changing tech and it's Kraken's mission to accelerate the adoption of crypto so that you and the rest of the world can achieve financial freedom. Head over to kraken.com to see what crypto can be. And once you buy your assets on Kraken and you need to start exploring DeFi, make sure you explore it through your MetaMask portfolio, a deeper, more expansive way to use MetaMask that gives you the battle station you need to navigate the bull market. You can buy swap, bridge, and stake your crypto assets with ease. I already know that you have a MetaMask wallet, so go check out your MetaMask portfolio. Did you know that Arbitrum is the fourth largest chain by economic activity in crypto? How did Arbitrum get there? Well, with low fees and fast transactions, of course. With over 600 apps on Arbitrum, the Arbitrum ecosystem has a solution for you. Whether you're into DeFi, NFTs, or you simply need a fast chain, or even if you want your own dedicated throughput with an Arbitrum orbit, Arbitrum has a home for you. Visit Arbitrum.io to get started with your journey with one of the most active chains in crypto. And if you want to try out a newer layer two to the Ethereum family, try out Celo, a battle-tested EVM layer one that has recently decided to move to Ethereum. Celo is the mobile-first carbon-negative blockchain built for the regenerative future. With the Celo layer two, gas fees will stay low, and you can even pay for gas using ERC-20 tokens. Follow Celo.org on Twitter and visit Celo.org to shape the future of Ethereum. Uniswap Labs just released the Uniswap mobile wallet for iOS, the newest, easiest way to trade tokens on the go. You can easily create or import a new wallet, buy crypto on any available exchange with your debit card, and you can seamlessly swap on Mainnet, Polygon, Arbitrum, and Optimism. So you can now go directly to DeFi with the Uniswap mobile wallet. Safe, simple custody from the most trusted team in DeFi. Download the Uniswap wallet today on iOS. Are you launching a token? Is it already live? How are you managing the legal and tax for providing token awards to your team? Toku simplifies everything about managing token grant compensation, and you can get started for free. With Toku, you'll have access to top-notch legal and tax support to handle the distribution and management of tokens for your team. Toku understands every grant structure and caters to every step of the compliance process. Visit them at toku.com bankless. Introducing USDV, a better 
another type of stablecoin. Every USDV is backed one-to-one -one by US Treasury bills, which pay yield. This yield flows out to the community of USDV issuers. This works thanks to a breakthrough technology called Color Trace from Layer Zero. USDV is live on Ethereum, Optimism, Arbitrum, and other chains. Start participating in the yield from Treasury-backed stablecoins at bankless.com slash USDV. And last up, GMX, but specifically GMX V2, offering even faster on-chain trading for DeFi liquidity providers. GMX is a permissionless decentralized exchange that offers perpetual futures in spot trading. Liquidity providers receive 63% of all of GMX's protocol fees, and GMX users get a referral link to lower fees for you and your referrals. Try out GMX V2 now at app.gmx.io. Now, onto the show. Bankless Nation, I'm excited to introduce you to Robbie Ferguson and Marco Vanden Heuvel. Robbie is the CEO and co-founder of Immutable, the leading Web3 gaming platform that recently, not too long ago, moved to the Polygon ZK EVM. We've had Robbie on before, back I think in like 2020, talking about roll-ups before anyone even was talking about roll-ups. Robbie, welcome back to Bankless. Thanks, David. Good to be here. And Marco is the co-founder and CGO, Chief Gaming Officer of Merit Circle often described in Merit Circle as a spider in the web involved in various activities in the Merit Circle DAO. He's got a large focus on strategy, gaming, and the community side, as well as their weekly Twitter spaces. Marco, welcome to Bankless for the first time. Thank you, David. Glad to be here. There is an exciting announcement that we're about to unpack between Immutable and Merit Circle, but just to just completely rewind and start at the uh, setting the table, I think we want to talk about with what Immutable is, which you know most Bankless familiar, uh, longtime Bankless listeners will uh, have seen Robbie here or two a few times on the show, uh, and then also we're going to need to go into what Merit Circle is uh, to really kind of just set the table here. So we'll get started with that. Robbie, what's Immutable? Uh, Immutable is the one-stop shop leading Web3 gaming platform. So our goal is whatever games requirements are to to get them live, uh, you can come and build on us. We'll connect you with the relevant ecosystem partners. We'll help you build with you know, fully integrated ZK EVM, which we're launching uh, sort of in, in beta next month with the Mutual ZK EVM, part of obviously the Polygon tech stack. Uh, we have our global order book, which aggregates liquidity and, and unifies liquidity across marketplaces. We're launching cross roll up liquidity next year. And our goal is basically uh, any single user experience requirement, developer experience requirement, scaling or liquidity fragmentation issue that games face to get live, we will solve. Uh, we've been around now since 2017, where we built the first ever Web3 game on any blockchain, uh, which was an on-chain game. It's funny to see it come back in vogue now. But really, our mission is there's 3.1 billion gamers. Uh, they're each spending the vast majority of in-game revenue on items. And none of that is ownable or saleable. And our thesis is pretty simple. Rather than future projections around how could DEXs be used in the future of you know, foreign exchanges, which in my opinion will happen, the least controversial thing is gamers already spend 150 billion US each year on in-game items they don't own and can't sell. Giving them ownership of that via Web3 is a direct 10x value proposition on a market that already has major demand. Um, so that's our goal. Uh, we're nearly 300 people today, raised well over 300 million US dollars. Uh, and as of you know, this partnership with Polygon over the last year, we've expanded our market share to close to 70% of all Web3 games today. 
And Robbie, I, I remember we had uh, we had you on very, very early in, in a, one of the earliest Bankless panels, and you were one of the first people talking about rollups as a technology to scale Ethereum, but not just rollups, specifically ZK rollups. Uh, so the, the whole immutable ecosystem has been working in the ZK layer two space on Ethereum for a number of years now. Is it safe to say that, so like immutable, it wants to be the gaming ecosystem. So the immutable thesis is pretty synonymous with the gaming thesis, the crypto gaming thesis, I would say. Add it on to, you know, add on Ethereum to that and to ZK rollups to that as well. And you smash all of these things together and you get the immutable ecosystem. Is that a fair uh, characterization? Absolutely, yeah. Cool, okay, so that's immutable. Uh, Marco, let's turn to, to Merit Circle. What is Merit Circle? Sounds good, yeah. Try to beat Robbie's intro, eh? <laughs> <laughs> so Merit Circle, in a nutshell, is a Web3 gaming DAO. Uh, proud to say the largest Web3 gaming DAO there is right now. And we're largely focused on four things, which would be investments. That's something that we've been doing from the beginning, as well as gamers, something we've been involved with from the beginning as well and still love very much. Uh, we are working very closely with a couple of studios on the studio projects that we do. And finally, we do infrastructure. And I think the infrastructure is something that we'll be talking about quite a bit today, and I'm very excited about. Um, yeah, I think, you know, Merit Circle is a DAO in essence. So we have contributors from all over the world and have been operating uh, alongside of some mandates that have been created through proposals by the community from the beginning. So that could be an investment mandate that we have, a de-risking mandate that we have. And that's been very exciting. Um, yeah, I think you know, on the DAO side, DAO side, sorry, we obviously have transparency is key and therefore we have quarterly reports, which I think have been very interesting for people to read, to see not just who we're working with, but also who we've been investing with. And that's been super exciting uh, along the way. Yeah. So when we say uh, Merit Circle is a DAO, Sadly, DAO is not a very, very like illustrative word in this day and age. Uh, yeah. So if you tell me you're a DAO, I'm like, okay, I'm starting to get an idea for what you are. Uh, you know, Ave DAO, for example, governs the Ave protocol, mm -hmm. or uh, you know, Maker DAO, for example, governs the Maker protocol. It, it sounds like this is a little bit different. You, uh, yeah. uh, Merit Circle DAO is more of just more of the 2020, 2021 version of a DAO of like an on-chain organization with certain mandates and directions. Uh, but other than that, it's like it's mostly a governance system with people interested in the gaming space, mm -hmm. uh, investing in gaming and building products in gaming and a collection of other things. Is this a fair articulation? Yeah, I think that's pretty fair. Yeah, I think, you know, from the beginning, like I said, the main thing that we wanted to focus on was one, transparency, but be also enabling people from across the globe to be able to build with us. And mm -hmm. I think especially on the gaming side, it's been interesting to see, you know, different guilds pop up and one of the things that we saw in the beginning was you know those treasuries that were being worked with and we were like what if we put the power in the hands of the community to decide what we do with the treasury that we have and the really interesting part of that that i find is that it took us from where we started very small to where we are today and today that focuses mainly on the infrastructure side and so right now that we're talking with robbie from immutable i think something that we'll be talking about quite a bit is beam and so what I didn't mention when I introduced Merit Circle was Beam. And that was, you know, purposely done because Beam is a part of the infrastructure component that I mentioned earlier. So throughout this past two years, if I were to summarize it in a nutshell, we've been working with so many studios and they kept saying, you know, we know how to build a proper game, but we're not quite sure what we want to do on the Web3 side just yet or which blockchain to choose. 
And I think one of the fun facts that I heard in your previous episode with your guest was 50% of the studios that are building game right now don't necessarily have a chain picked yet. And so for us, it was like, you know, what do we want to do? What do we want to work with? And so the products that we built on the Beam side is basically what we feedback we've gotten from those studios. And the things that we have built, if I were to summarize it, is a toolkit of tools for both the gamers and the game studios. So for the game studios, if I were to, you know, dive into that a little bit, we have the Beam chain, which has, you know, its own AMM, bridge, etc. We have a Beam hub, which is more of a content platform that came from the beginning of Merit Circle, where we did a lot of content so people could explore different games. So that's more for the gamers. And we have Sphere, which is an NFT marketplace that is 100% focused on gaming. And yeah, I think the Sphere part, especially what we'll be talking about quite a bit uh, today, and what I'm very excited uh, to talk about with Roby as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll stop there for a minute. Okay, so Merit Circle is a DAO. Beam is like a gaming tech stack that is a product of Merit Circle. Is that a fair articulation? Yeah, yeah, exactly. How how can we um, measure like the magnitude of these things, like how big these products are, or how big Merit Circle is, like this the number of users or participants in the DAO, or like value of these things? Is there any way we can start to illustrate how big the system is? Yeah, I think so. I mean, to start with the treasury, the treasury that we have right now is over a hundred million dollar worth, and that is excluding you know native tokens so we like to do this in a way where we exclude native tokens because the right way to do it yeah (laughs) yeah we want to calculate what we can actually work with basically Uh and so that treasury is quite big but also we have you know on on the user side obviously you have token holders you have people that just hold you have people that actually actively contribute to the DAO and vote on proposals and you have the gamer side I think the gamer side here is probably most relevant. And what I can say there is right now on the Merit Circle side, we have a couple of thousands of gamers that are actively trying out different games. And honestly, many of the games that we've been working together with because we've been doing marketing activities with them. And that's something that we are obviously excited to continue to do. But also games that are outside of our you know, investment portfolio or ecosystem simply because it's a community of gamers. And that's the way that I liked to build it from the ground up. You can play Web2 games in our Discord as well. I don't mind. But, you know, a majority of them likes to try out those different uh, games. But what I find interesting here as well, too, is that if you look across the board in Web3 gaming, um, there's not a lot of gamers out there yet in total if we compare it to what we see on the other side, if you will. And so I think for us, you know, we haven't necessarily been particularly uh, focused on user acquisition, but I think now that we have a lot of Web3 games coming into action, coming with fun to play early versions, I think we can do a lot more on the marketing side from here on to grow the community further. Okay, so I feel like the table has been appropriately set. I know what Immutable is. I now know what Merit Circle is. And well, you guys are both here on the podcast together with me. So these, so I'm hearing that these particles are getting smashed together. Uh, can we go into the specifics about what's actually going on here? Robbie, can you give us like the TLDR? Just download us real quick. Yeah, I, I might start with a bit of historical context, which is obviously we're actually on the show, start of the year announcing the Immutable Polygon Partnership, uh, which was effectively Immutable and Polygon at the end of last year, both had 35% market share. The vision was, well, if we created a united product stack, because tech, no, no part of our technical stacks are actually competitive, you know, immutable building of this platform layer, polygon building of this scaling protocol layer, 
we could simplify the choice for game developers and you know, massively improve our ability to work effectively in market. You know, since that partnership, we've gone from 100 to over 220 well-funded games. I'm talking high seven figures of funding, all with credible shots of hits. I mean, thousands more in, in testnet. Uh, our win rate has gone from 35% to now close to 70%, which means in Probably any given a, deal, there's any... The, the amount of deals that we would win relative to other blockchains who are bidding for a, for a game, so effectively a, a good proxy for market share. Sure. Uh, and uh, that, that's all, by the way, with every single grant that we uh, recommend to the foundation is not, hey, just go dump this on market. Everything is underwritten, which is, I guess, one of the, you know, the magical things about uh, our foundation is it's ex extremely efficient um, relative to, I think, uh, you know, how some other projects have been uh, executed. And a very similar story, I think, happened with Merit Circle and with Beam, which is, you know, over the last uh, couple of years, we've been competing in market together. Uh, there's been uh, deals where, and, and for no reason because of the, the tech stacks themselves, there's just the underlying blockchain infrastructure, uh, because obviously, you know, we care about where, where things are minting and, and uh, the, the infrastructure at Merit Circle and Beam is also, you know, uh, built on, on different infrastructure previously. And the vision was, well, Ultimately, what matters is where are the game's building and how can we simplify the value proposition to end users. And I think this was, again, an opportunity to take the largest Web3 gaming DAO, which is Merit Circle, uh, with all of the infrastructure it's built across Beam and Sphere and their deep knowledge of gamers, and combine it with the leading Web3 gaming platform Mutable, and under the hood, of course, uh, Polygon, to create ultimately an unstoppable force for, for games. Um, so we're pretty excited for, you know, if, if the Polygon partnership brought our... Uh, combined market share to uh, 70%. What's this going to do? We're, we're pretty excited for, again, making sure gamers don't have to have their number one thing be what's the underlying infrastructure uh, and for game developers to spend countless hours talking to every major blockchain or infrastructure provider and trying to pick every, you know, like a, a piece of a jigsaw part of the stack. We want that to be an incredibly simple decision but also a decision where that, that stack is incredible for them. Um, so Marco, I don't know if you want to you know, add anything on, but I know we're incredibly excited about what this is going to do for uh, gamers, for game developers. Uh, and we, we know, I think when we, when we go and market together, it's going to be a pretty unstoppable value proposition. Wait, Marco, before I give it to you though, Robbie, I think you told me what the details are without actually telling me what the details are. The details are uh, Beam is coming to Immutable. Give me, give me the, the mic drop. How do you put it into a sentence? What is this announcement? Yeah, I would say, you know, uh, Merit Circle plus Beam plus Sphere uh, is uh, choosing Immutable to expand to. And we're going to be focusing a lot of our efforts on developing infrastructure, uh, publishing, services for games, and, uh, you know, jointly trying to operate in market together. Okay, Marco, you want, what do you want to add to all of this? Yeah, what do you still want to add to this, right? I think it's already been pretty well summarized overall. I think for us, you know, when we started with Merit Circle, or better said, when we started with Sphere and Beam, Sphere 2 came out of the feedback that we've gotten from developers. And so for us, when we're thinking about, you know, this whole marketplace experience, but also being, being the ecosystem of gamers, we want to be where the gamers are. We want to be where the gamers are. And for us, you know, that's in essence chain agnostic. Having spoken with Robbie, having spoken with, you know, Polygon, all the other ecosystems, for us, it's very clear that, you know, Immutable, Polygon are among the biggest players well, they are the biggest players in the Web3 ecosystem right now. And there's a lot of games building on Immutable at the moment. And for us, it's just really excited to have, you know, we have a common goal. And like Robbie said, we have been competing over deal flow and whatnot. And now you get to collaborate more towards that common vision that we have and that common goal. 
So yeah, I'm super excited to put this into action. I think the emphasis here today is on is the start of a collaboration and it start mainly on the sphere NFT marketplace side of things. But we'll see what the demand is from the game studios and from Immutable to see, you know, which other products might be a good fit here. What can we do we do together other than that? Um, and go from there. Okay, so I think the most interesting thing about this, Robbie, is kind of that progression that you uh, told with the collaboration between Immutable and Polygon ZK EVM. So yeah, I think you said each had a roughly about 35% of the market share. And I mean, what is Polygon doing? They're not really building gaming infrastructure. They're, they're building chain infrastructure. They're building the ZK, part of the ZK EVM. It's, and it's Immutable that's building the gaming infra. So if we're talking about the tech stack, you got Polygon, which is the chain. And then you got Immutable, which is the actual infra built to support specifically games. Uh, and then you slap these, these two things together, which were splitting uh, the, the market share, splitting the deal base of games. You said, like you said, 35% each, slap that together into 70%. And this is a similar story of just like, well, Merit Circle is also the other ecosystem elsewhere that is also splitting up gaming market share in the Web3 space. And now Merit Circle is all, it's all coming into one gigantic fold between Polygon Immutable and, and also Merit Circle. So all these things are kind of compiling on top of each other to just put all the gamers into one space. We don't have to split this ecosystem, put all the infrastructure, we can all go further together. That's kind of the spirit of this whole announcement, correct? I think one of the beautiful things you touched on is ultimately uh, we want to be building where the game developers are building and where mm -hmm. the gamers are building. And to the extent we can create vertically integrated infrastructure with really sane recommendations to excellent products, it makes total sense to, to unify that. And I actually think my, my, my thought on the Web3 space as a whole is people are really trying to build castles for, for no particular reason. They're trying to build the entire stack. And oftentimes to sort of justify VC-driven valuations because they think they need to have a, a scaling protocol team in order to be a, a legitimate team in the space. You know. The vast majority of uh, companies you would talk to in the e-commerce industry would not say, hey, we have to build cloud infrastructure. The vast majority of cloud infrastructure companies would not say, hey, we have to build uh, the, the infrastructure for, for cloud machines to be stored and reliably kept at 99.999% uh, power supply. Um, that's a company called NextDC. And I think there's just been this funny inversion of uh, the product stack in, in Web3. Over time, things should modularize, and that will be a much more efficient solution for the end. But I think this is a very healthy part of strategic consolidation where you know, people are finding partners where we can reduce costs, where we can service game developers and, and games better. The way I would describe it is Immutable is almost like at the Stripe layer, uh, Polygon is like at the, the AWS layer. Uh, and Marco, I don't know if you want to come in as the Shopify or, or what, what do you want to position uh, Beam and Merit Circle as? Yeah, I think that's a, that's a good comment. I think it could be the Shopify. I mean, honestly, like I said, we want to be mainly where the gamers are and build for the gamer experiences. So a lot of the blockchain tech, I mean, it's cool to talk about tech, but at the end of the day, the gamers want to play games. And I think taking a lot of that tech experience in the games in a way that feels natural to the gamers, I think that's where we come in and what we want to do. Um, I think Immutable does a good job on that as well. So yeah, strengthens efforts. So in terms of this uh, partnership, in a, in a partnership, every, everybody brings something to the table. So maybe I'll make you guys say something nice about the other person. So Marco, what <laughs> are you excited about that Immutable has so you can now use it over in Merit Circle? Like what's the infrastructure that you're really excited to be able to tap into or, or really the thing that excites you the most? Yeah, very good question. I mean, what I said earlier was this is the start of something. And so where we are starting today is with Sphere. And Sphere is integrating, you know, the immutable order book, it's including the immutable passport, 
And I think those two in particular really are beneficial for the gamer experience that I just was talking about. So say on the Passport side, you are now have a really easy way to connect and interact with your NFTs in the games, across the games, transfer them, etc. Whereas on the other book side, you don't have to be, you know, jumping across different marketplaces all the time. No, you can do this all in one place and combine that liquidity, if you will, to have the good experience for the gamers. And for us, the exciting part on that end is that we want to take that partially in the games for the studios that want to do that. And if they want to keep their, you know, maybe on their own custom domain, maybe on a general domain, interact with those products that Immutable offers. And we can, you know, display that in a really nice NFT marketplace that is 100% focused on gaming, allows the studios to customize their pages, tell lore, show gameplay, and really bring the NFTs to life. I think that those you know, two sides just really complement each other. And so, yeah, I think, again, this is the start of the product that we're really excited to use from Immutable, CK, EVM mm-hmm. as well, just makes sense. So uh, yeah, we'll see where it goes from there. Okay, so Marco is really interested in the passport from Immutable, which I know is one of the subjects of our uh, our uh, podcast a while ago, Robbie. But Robbie, same question to you about Merit Circle. What what since we're talking about modularizing development, allowing people to specialize and narrow their focus so they can do what they do best. What is Merit Circle bringing to the Immutable ecosystem that really excites you? Yeah, a couple of things. I think on the infrastructure side, uh, marketplace, primary sales infrastructure, uh, things where they can truly. Really you know, improve the end user experience. Uh, I think there's a ton to be done there. Um, the Sphere marketplace is exceptional, but more importantly, I think that just the, when we met the team, we were very impressed by execution capabilities, focus on gaming, understanding of gaming. Uh, and then of course, I think the treasury is enormous and represents a good ability for us to go win deals collectively and, and together and uh, to sort of help invest in it and stoke the Web3 gaming ecosystem together. Uh, and on a mutable side, you know, we have uh, a quarter billion dollars across uh, balance sheet in the foundation. Obviously, a, a you know a large uh, foundation we're working with in IMX, roughly I think one point five billion we hadn't spent uh, in IMX. So there's just this enormous opportunity, and obviously Merit Circle is actually DAO is much larger in their native currency, mm-hmm. where we can have this incredible joint value proposition to gamers. Um, so mm-hmm. I'd say uh, on infra, it's uh, trading infra and uh, the uh, funding and that we're able to provide to games together. But overall. We just see this as a team we can long-term align with and partner with and help build sort of joint products and infrastructure. Marco, I want to double click on that treasury. So $100 million, largest non-native treasury in the industry. Can you talk about, and non-native as in like not the native token, you guys just didn't mint a token because anyone can mint a token and produce $100 million. It's not that hard. Uh, so where did the that treasury come from? And are, is now that treasury being... Uh, focused into the immutable gaming ecosystem or like what's the story with that how does that a piece of this puzzle very good question yeah i mean the the, the treasury came alive through the dao in the beginning on we as we introduced or basically as the dao introduced i should say the mt token a public lbp was held and so people had basically through dutch lbp uh liquidity balancing pool from bootstrapping pool bootstrapping pool right which is a a, just a way to issue the token into the ecosystem exactly have you like stables come in usually exactly and it was through a dutch ocean style race i would say Mm -hmm. with which the dao executed on and so when that happened i mean it was around the peak of the gaming right back in mm-hmm. 2021 and so we were again very lucky with the timing but we had a really clear vision what do we want to do with this treasury and so from the beginning on as we had that treasury to work with which was around 100 million as well back then um 
we started investing in different titles across the industry. So we have invested to date in over 50 or 60 different game studios. To some, you know, we for some we're more of a passive investor, I would say, but with the majority of them, we're working very closely with them to see, you know, when their game goes live, we can actually work with them. And there's a challenge there. Uh, as far as investing goes nowadays, I mean, we have been a little bit slower on the investment side nowadays because we've seen, you know, more challenges in terms of, you know, who's leading around and whatnot. But nowadays, you know, since I would say the last month, especially, we're seeing more action there again. And for us, we're really betting on founder teams and studios that we want to work with because we believe they actually have what it takes to build a proper game. And like I said earlier, a lot of games are building an immutable uh, ecosystem. And we are, again, chain agnostic, but yeah, if we see really great games building on Immutable, then why wouldn't we want to work with them to see if we can do something together on those sides? So yeah, I definitely expect that we will be investing in those games. And uh, I'm very excited to see which ones that are going to be. So um, Merit Circle, you guys have games inside of your ecosystem as well. You guys have your own internal games. Is that right? That's a, uh, yeah, I mean, I mentioned really in the beginning of the episode, I mentioned, you know, we have some partner studio projects that we work with. We have, I would say, a couple of projects that we work really closely with where we got the inside in the kitchen. We do the weekly meetups and whatnot to see actually what's going on. But one of the things that we've recently announced and been talking about is a studio that we co-launched, Studio mm -hmm. of a Million, that's building a game called Forgotten Playland. And so, yeah, we are building our own title, which is a party style game with different mini games that I think a lot of people are going to enjoy. And basically what's really cool about that too is that we don't just get to talk to game studios to see what their experience is, what they're going through and what might be beneficial for them, what are challenges. We actually get to live through it by how closely we work with those couple of studios and now developing our own title as well. Um, so yeah, that's very very interesting, very exciting, definitely a lot of learning lessons. And there are also games being built on top of Beam, right? Like the yeah. gaming tech stack as well. Yeah. And that's outside of where Merit Circle is developing. External developers are just using Beam. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, external game studios are building on Beam as well. They're using the tech stack. And that's uh, yeah, basically how it goes. Okay, so if there are some Web3 gamers listening to this and they're like, ooh, I want to go play some games, what, what <laughs> games would you recommend uh, them go play? That's a good question. I think one title that I'm particular, I'm very excited about that we'll be building on, on Beam is Trio Extreme. And Trio Extreme is a bike racing game, casual mobile game that maybe you've played it yourself back in the day. You had to clear a track on your mobile with like looping some whatnot. It's really fun to mm. play. I think a lot of people will know it because they have over 150 million users across their different Web2 titles. It's performed really well. And they're That's coming a very large Web3. number. I'm it's not used to that large number of users in crypto. Yeah, it is. It is. And that's why I'm excited. And the cool thing here, too, is that they're about three title. I mean, they have had two phases right now for early access. I think their next phase is coming out in Q1, if I'm correct. But I'm not entirely sure just yet there. But the game is really fun to play. And that's to me, you know, I said to Robbie earlier on a call that... I've been playing in the evening mobile games because I want to take a break from the bigger screen in the evening <laughs> after I've been working all day. And I found myself play different mobile games that were Web3 titles without necessarily caring that they are Web3. It's just because mm -hmm. I really enjoy the game. Mm -hmm. So that's one that I'm really excited about. I think another one that I'm excited about, which is a little bit different kind of game, it's a fitness moving app called Amino is the reason why I'm excited about that one is because they have actually announced a partnership with the San Francisco 49ers 
they've announced one with Allo Moves, which is a massive uh, yoga in, digital yoga studio, basically. And they're taking this whole experience in the hands of people that have not, you know, worked with blockchain technology before, not with cryptocurrency before. They don't necessarily care about the, the technology, but Amino puts it in a way that actually does enhance the user experience. And what's cool there with the, you know, San Francisco 49ers and whatnot is they have those videos popping up in their stadium and you're actually mm. seeing something real life action there. And they've only recently re released. And the last time I spoke with them, they had over 2 million registered users, over 150k daily active users. And for what pre, those are big numbers. Right. And, you know, those are just two examples of what ones are coming on right now. I think if anyone wants to actually try out games i would say join our discord or uh, we also have you know the gaming hub where you can see which games are live there's i think right now 15 plus games that we have announced that are building on the beam tech stack i mean we've only recently started to pitch it and now the studios are seeing it in action i think it's going to be easier to tell the story of what we actually are building it's easier than when you're still you know developing it all um, I think there too, you know, we're going to see a lot of games coming into action throughout this month, throughout Q1. And I think for gamers, it's only going to be more fun from here. So there's, so there's pre-existing games, pre-existing gaming infra called Beam. Is there like uh, technical challenges with a migration to Immutable? Uh, how, what, what does that lift look like? I think overall, it should, there, there shouldn't be really struggles there i think for us with the tech stack i mean it's in the form of an sdk and so it's kind of mm -hmm. like a plug and play like we want to hold the hands of the developers to see you know which of the products that we offer do you maybe want to use what are you looking for do you want to customize things like i said maybe they want to use sphere for example just a general smear market in their uh you know on the browser maybe they want to host a customized version on their own domain maybe one day want to take that in the game I think what that's going to look like with Immutable, I mean, the developers are hard at, hard at work, I would say, to get all of this interaction. And so we'll get to see this all live, hopefully soon. But and I, I think, think one of the coolest things there, Marco, is that Go Global Waterbook means you can be trading assets on any embedded marketplace, custom exactly. marketplace, or the sphere marketplace, and the liquidity is shared between all three. And you can have enforceable royalties assigned yep. to the game creators of assets that can never be routed around, which is something we're very passionate about. Okay, yeah, is this is this making um, Immutable a little bit more of a multi-chain? I know like Polygon, I'm about to get out of my ski tips in terms of technical capacity here, but I know Polygon mm -hmm. really had that announcement recently with near, near data availability doing cross-chain composability. Is this making Immutable a multi-ecosystem gaming infra or how can I think about this? Look, we've, we've always been uh, obviously chain agnostic in terms of where we're, we're building, but right now we're focused on uh, mm -hmm. uh, immutable ZKVM and other you know, immutable roll-ups where we have cross-roll-up liquidity all supported on that same underlying ZK stack. And, and the benefit there is a shared security model, which means you can actually have uh, proper atomic composability between mm -hmm. trades across roll-ups without having the weakest link problem. The global order book means you can have atomic settlement. And the passport means you can have an invisible end user experience. Uh, so, uh, oh, oh, of course, but uh, our focus really is building up this ZK, ZK ecosystem over the next year. Okay. So um, pivoting to a harder question here. Previously in this industry, there's been a history of pay us X millions of dollars to build on our ecosystem. Has any money changed hands to produce this partnership? No. No, it's no not money. about no. money. Uh, I'll, I'll start there. I mean, for us, I mean, what Robbie mentioned in the beginning, you have on one and you have Merit Circle being the biggest gaming now. 
On the other hand, you have Immutable being the biggest Web3 gaming ecosystem and gaming platform. You have Polygon under the hood, as Robbie would call it. I think it's just an example of us really wanting to come in strong and, like I said, having the same vision and you know finding value together to help those game studios coming on board. So Beautiful. yeah, I think you know it's not about money again. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. both sides will put in the resources needed to make this happen on the development side and on the investment side. And uh, yeah, I'm super excited about that. And, and David, I'll say here that you know, there's a room for those kinds of deals. Uh, of course, mm-hmm. the reason why every blockchain has war chests and on the dead end tokens is at some point it's necessary. If you don't have mm-hmm. a, a token, you're not going to be able to meaningfully gain market share. But I think the most interesting deals, the most significant deals are one where it's just a win-win for the two teams and companies to operate in the same direction. And that also resolves a lot of consumer differences and consumer difficulties because ultimately partnerships are just stitched together via financial incentives, gain a win. They're not actually that meaningful often because they don't represent the core, like a deal ultimately comes down to do the core business drivers of both teams like benefit from working together. Is one plus one equals three. One plus one was equal to 10 with the Polygon partnership. Uh, and, and it's sometimes it's hard to describe because the space is so used to saying, oh, like X announces Y. And it's pretty meaningless and it's often funded. Uh, but I think this is another example of when, when we you know, share these details, we want to be super transparent about this is why we're building this. This is what the impact we think it's going to have. Uh, and I'll, I'll use this moment to spruik. Uh, whenever we uh, re- recommend a grant to the foundation to be given to games, we underwrite those grants, aka they don't just get given it to sell. They have to achieve volume milestones uh, in order to earn out those grants. And the reason that's uh, so meaningful is obviously games are optimistic and it means we can sort of reward and align incentives, but it also means that the games like it because they know the value of this is being protected. It's not getting dumped on market with every you know game or grant. And we're so efficient at that at the moment that out of 20% we've allocated out of the whole 55% uh, from the foundation, in order for those to be earned out, $12 billion of protocol volume has to be achieved, which is a quarter billion dollars of fees, which makes us the third highest grossing protocol by utility uh, in the entire space after Ethereum. Um, so, I mean, that's the level of efficiency and rigor with which we sort of approach that rather than just, oh, let's, you know, uh, nuke the supply through, through grants and uh, have some short-term wins. Okay, so what does this partnership look like moving forward? So how, how does collaboration look like? What are you guys going to be able to reorient your focus on? Like, what, What's the shared vision here? Robbie, you want to start with this one? Uh, I think the shared vision should be when gamers choose a place to build, when they choose a place to trade, when they choose the ecosystem that they want to be distributing with and launching with, it's a pretty easy choice. Uh, and I, I think that the Sphere marketplace plus Beam infrastructure plus the Merit Circle funding and ecosystem overall is going to be a huge addition of value proposition to gamers choosing to build on Immutable ZKVM. Uh, I think there's a ton of stuff we can build within that. Uh, I'm really excited about developing you know, more primitives for trading, uh, especially around you know, how do you have metadata trading and unified liquidity for, for types of NFT assets. I think this is where some of the deep uh, progress over NFT liquidity over the next year can come as well as how do we just develop this you know, ex- exceptional uh, operating rhythm of jointly investing, funding games uh, collectively and, and sort of helping them to be successful. Uh, so Marco, I don't know if you know, want to add anything on and, and, and maybe on the, you know, the, the gaming uh, SDKs or marketplaces or, or white labeled content as well. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a good question. I mean, in, in essence, you've shared the, base, the baseline. I think the other side of it is that I spoke about is, you know, I mean, 
And you know, Polygon, you guys have already kind of proven yourself. You have strong foundations here to build for Web3 Gaming. I think one of the experiences that we're still missing in the Web3 in general is, like I said, simplifying things for gamers and for game studios to actually start working with this tag or actually start seeing the benefits from it in the games directly. And I think in that shared vision too, you know, making it easier through the order book, through the passport, through the sphere marketplace by really educating people about, you know, you're not just buying an NFT on a plain white marketplace. No, you actually get a customized experience that tells you this is what the game is about. And, you know, really stupid example, if you have a sword that came from a boss and you want to know what boss came it from, when it was it set, is it, for example, the first sword that ever came into the, uh, came into the game. Those are the kind of things they were looking at. And so I think, yeah, in that vision, we just want to make it cooler for gamers, easier for game studios to work with the stack. And I think that, you know, we're hard, hard, uh, we're hardly under the way right now uh, on, on the way, sorry. But, you know, I do have a really good feeling for how it's going and what we're doing together. It's the right direction to move. So, yeah, super excited. So what will um, Merit Circle's ongoing relationship with Avalanche uh, look like? We haven't really talked about that much, but, uh, yeah. you know, my migration implies coming from somewhere. Yeah. Uh, so what is what is the ongoing relationship with Avalanche sound like? Yeah, I mean, the, the relationship with the Avalanche folks have been great. I really were enjoyed working together as a team, and we will enjoy continuing to work with them because this immutable collaboration is an addition to what we already have there. I really want to put that emphasis there. It's an addition of what we already have there. And like I said, we are chain agnostic, and the BMS SDK is chain agnostic. So we go where the gamers and where the games are. And we've, again, will continue to build on the Avalanche ecosystem, but I also said immutable polygon they have tons of games, there are gamers, and we want to work together with them also on that side to really do something together. And again, I think here the common grounds are very simple. We want to build something that caters to those gamers and game studios and turn this bigger than the ecosystem it is right now. And the immutable tech stack on that side, on the ZKFM, is very strong positioned for that. So yeah, I'm really excited about that. And right now, we are fully focused on the Avalanche side. We're fully focused on the immutable side. We'll keep it there. Maybe there will be other changes in the future, but we're keeping it here right now and are very excited about that. Well, Marco, Robbie, this has been extremely exciting. Robbie, I mean, you know my story with this. I got started earning some of my first little bits of ETH playing Gods Unchained way back when, when the UX was horrendously clunky with a MetaMask in, inside of a game and watching the progress of gaming in, in Ethereum more or less develop exactly as predicted, especially with last bull market. It's like, oh, Web3 gaming is going to be a thing. Everyone got really excited about it. Then everyone realized that we needed a few years to build out games because that's how long building games take. Uh, and then now this week, uh, we are starting to see some like really uh, sprouts come out of the ground out of that those investments that we made a few years ago. So the arc of crypto gaming is alive and well. And thank you guys for being big pioneers in it as well and coming on and sharing this cool announcement with the Bankless Game Station. Gamefi summer. Gamefi summer. <laughs> All right, going, in, yeah. going into winter. Yeah. Going in strong, yeah, absolutely. Australian summer. Australian summer, yeah. Australian summer. Right, winter right. here, but we'll go for the Australian summer vibes. I think that's a better one. There's always a summer somewhere. Robbie, Marco, thank you guys so much for coming on the show today. Yeah, thank you for the Thanks, invitation. Thanks, David. Thanks, Marco. Have a great day. Thank you. Bankless Nation, you guys know the deal. Crypto is risky. DeFi is risky. Gaming is probably risky now that it has crypto in it too. You know the deal. We are headed west. We're going to game along the way. This is the frontier. It's not for everyone, but we are glad you're with us on the Bankless journey. Thanks a lot.